Hi, I'm Kate and I'm one of the pastors at HDVB and it is so great to be with you all today. Now, this last year, our life has been restricted and shrunk like never before. Now, and I don't know about you, but there's, if you've noticed, but there's also quite a bit of fear. So what would you say if I told you that amidst all of this today, that Jesus has something for you? What would you say if I told you that Jesus wants to bring you life where there is lethargy? Because what we see in our reading today is that Jesus wants to bring love where there is loneliness, hope where there is depression, freedom in the restriction. God wants you to win at life even in this season. Today, amidst all the noise, God wants to come to your house. So let's get reading. Luke chapter 19, 1-10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Now, there are so many parallels between Zacchaeus's situation and our own. We are told he was short. Now, if you're tall, just bear with me. Verse three, because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Join the club, mate. I'm currently stood on a box. Now, there's a double meaning going on here when they call him small. Zacchaeus was not only small in stature, he was also small-minded. He had become petty and greedy and formed low expectations of himself, of others, and of God. So how had he got that way? Put yourself in Zacchaeus's very small shoes for a moment. Imagine what he's been through. He's grown up in a time where his whole world has been turned upside down. An invading force, the Romans, have come in and oppressed his world. Zacchaeus was restricted by the Romans. He was isolated by his actions and surrounded by fear. He's hiding in a tree, which we'll come back to later. But he's also surrounded by a, a culture of fear. The Romans could turn on the Jews at any moment that they pleased. For us, it's similar. This invading force, COVID, has come against us and many people are talking about feeling that same loneliness and fear that surrounded Zacchaeus's life. And what we see is that all those circumstances have pressure cooked together and made Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus small-minded. Now, for us, there is a temptation in these times to unknowingly become as small-minded as Zacchaeus. And the good news of this passage is, 
that it's in that place that Jesus meets Zacchaeus and it's in that place where Jesus meets us too. Which is our first point. Jesus offers friendship. Zacchaeus climbs a tree, undignified for someone of his wealth and status, his flappy skirt hitched up, exposing his knobbly knees, his soft, wealthy hands clawing up the sides of the tree. But it is worth it. Jesus is worth climbing to see. And if we're honest, up a tree is probably the best place for Zacchaeus to be, seeing as, you know, he's despised by most people in the crowd, uh, that he's ripped off. So maybe it's safer up the tree, out of arm's reach or fists reach, as it may may be. And Jesus, seeing Zacchaeus, immediately says, mate, get down from the tree, get your chopsticks out, I'm coming to your place for noodles, or something like that. In essence, by saying, let's Macan at your place, Jesus is offering Zacchaeus friendship. And coming to Mackie with Zacchae is a sign to the whole crowd of this friendship and the crowd don't like it. Verse seven, all the people saw this and began to mutter, Jesus has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Now, this meaning, the meaning of the word mutter and to meditate are really similar. They have the same root meaning, going over and over something out loud or in your head. So there is a side question to be had here. What are we muttering about? What are we muttering about in our own heads? What's the story we are constantly retelling ourselves? Maybe God is doing something that we don't yet understand. Are we meditating in anger and discontent? Or are we giving God the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing, even if we don't like it? So it's when Zacchaeus is in this tree, hiding from all the people that he's treated badly, that Jesus declares, I want to be your friend. I'm coming to your place for dinner. If this was a musical, it'd be like, you got a friend in me. Uh, Be our guest, be our guest. You know, some kind of cool medley. I'm getting carried away. But Jesus says, I want to be close to you today, Zacchaeus. Not next week when you've sorted yourself out. Now. And Jesus is saying to us today, I want to be your friend even if you've been a moody grotbot recently, I want to be your friend, let's hang out. So how? How does this friendship with Jesus work? Practically, how do we get hold of it? This story is, is a picture of three simple things that we can do to grow in our friendship with Jesus. And guys, it's not rocket science. One, like Zacchaeus, feast with Jesus. We get to feast on God's word, our daily bread, hanging out with Jesus by reading the Bible every day. Two, like Zacchaeus, we get our eyes on Jesus, aka we worship. Worshiping Jesus fixes our eyes on him. And three, like Zacchaeus, just chat to Jesus. Pray, talk to him throughout our day as we would a friend. And it's those three simple things that are the bedrock to this sort of intimacy. A friendship with Jesus is a daily investment of Bible, worship, and prayer. And there's amazing tools to to do this. Bible in one year, Spotify, pray as you go. When it comes to friendship with Jesus, adopt Nike's strategy. Just do it. 
And over time, as we invest, the more powerful this friendship becomes. And what we see in this passage is that Jesus says, come down immediately. And Zacchaeus says, here and now I give. Today is the day to invest in your friendship with Jesus. And if you need even more incentive, what we see in this story is that being friends with Jesus is, is fun. They went to dinner. Jesus values friendship and fun. It's been said that one of the greatest miracles of Jesus' life is that he was a man in his 30s with 12 best friends. Jesus had the most important mission in the world that the world had ever seen, and yet he had time for friends. He did everything through friendship. If your relationship with those that you live with is under strain at the moment, then this story is really good news. Ask yourself, how can I become friends with those that I live with? How can I insert fun into my family relationships? Game nights, uh, I don't know, secret coffee cake dates in the pantry with your mom, encouraging WhatsApps, repaying a harsh word with a kind one and a cuddle. Ask yourself, how can I be a better friend to my spouse today? How can we have fun? Dan and I, in, um, in every wedding ceremony we've ever preached at, say the same thing. If it is your sacred duty before God and to one another to have as much fun as you possibly can, because sorrows in this life are guaranteed, but fun and joy are not. Ask anyone who's had a long and happy marriage. It is a lot easier to work on tough things in your marriage when you're working together on them with a friend. And it's the same in work, our work life. If your work team are struggling in this season, if there's any way you can invest in the friendships on the team, then that will make things easier because it's so much easier to work on the hard things with friends. And that's what Jesus does with us. Jesus says, be my friend. And now we're going to work on your life together. Jesus says, come as you are, but doesn't want us to stay as we are because he's got so many good things for us. And that's what we see next. Friendship with Jesus flipped Zacchaeus's life upside down. Our second F, flip. Now, as an ex-gymnast, I, 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 can, I can tell you there's nothing more exhilarating than a series of flips. And, and I found that the best flips that happened were when I would just commit and throw myself into them. If I hesitated, I'd probably fall on my head. Now, what Zacchaeus models for us in this story is that the best kind of repentance is just to throw yourself into it. Zacchaeus doesn't say, oh, sorry. Zacchaeus joyfully actions his sorry. Verse eight, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. His life was all take. God flipped it into all give in an act of joyful repentance. Joyful repentance. <laughs> Even that to me feels like a bit of an oxymoron, not to Jesus. Jesus flips repentance on its head. And you'll notice that repentance is not 
brought about through the self-righteous muttering of the crowd, pointing out all the ways in which Zacchaeus is a sinner and has fallen short of Jesus' company. No, repentance is brought about through a dinner invitation. What we are told in the book of Romans is that it's, it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. So if we're overwhelmed in any way by the prospect of repentance, it means we've probably not got it yet. Jesus so wanted to make it clear that to us that repentance is a relational, joyful opportunity that he made repentance a meal. This bread I give to you, wine, drink this cup, communion, a symbol of repentance is a feasting opportunity to bite into life in all its fullness. Honestly, we should get this. We love food. As a way of um, relaxing, Dan and I have been watching a trashy wedding show. And in one of the wedding ceremonies, the bride said this as part of her vows. If I'm being foul and in a mood, it's quite likely I just need food. (laughs) And I can connect with that. God uses something that we do repeatedly over and over. Every time we eat food can be a reminder that he's offering us forgiveness-filled friendship over and over again. God is on our side. The thrust of repentance is, is not shame about our past. It's an invitation into our future. Because i got to tell you something, God is not out to get us or shame us or chastise us when we fall. God is on the sidelines cheering you on. God wants you to win at life. My girls have um, scooter races and they can go scarily fast for two-year-olds. And (laughs) when one falls down, when they fall over, I don't say, oh, I wish for better. I wish you'd done better. No, I I, I pick them up. I give them a cuddle and I say, you've got this, babe. No worries. You want to go again with me? God stands on the racetrack of our life. And when we fall flat on our face, he shouts, you got this. I love you. I believe in you. Get up. I'm going to run with you. We can get up from the dirt together. God the Father is cheering us into our future, not dwelling on our past, so we shouldn't either. Repentance is just taking Jesus' hand to help us climb down from the trees that we get stuck in. In this story, it is clear that there's a very specific area of Zacchaeus' life that needed to change, even though I'm sure there were loads of things that were wrong with Zacchaeus. Jesus deals with one thing, at a time. There is nothing vague about the way that God convicts sin. So if you're feeling sort of vague guilt with no way out, that is not of God. Friendship leads Zacchaeus's life to being flipped over and into empowering repentance. And that brings fruit. Our final F, fruit. The New Living Translation captures it beautifully. Verse 6, with great excitement and joy, he invited Jesus in. Joy. Out of friendship with Jesus comes the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Zacchaeus proclaims, verse 8, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Now, paying back fourfold is a penalty for those in the Old Testament who have stolen And so this is a statement, a recognition by Zacchaeus that he has stolen. 
and he pays it back with interest. And it's not, oh, repentance is really hard. It's repent, give it away. This kind of statement could send him bankrupt. So why would he repent like this? Well, it's a sign of the fruit in his life. Zacchaeus knows that Jesus will be glorified through his failures. We've really got to hear this bit. God doesn't want to waste even the worst sides of you. With Jesus, failure isn't failure anymore. Failure flipped onto Jesus is fruitful and will bring him glory and bring you life. You name it, God flips it and turns it into fruit. There's a gospel song that I really like to exercise to on Spotify, and it's called Immediately. He did it immediately. It's about the power of God to move in the immediacy of our situations, in the middle of that big argument, in the middle of that big stress out, and flipping things on their head to bring us fruit. Now, this is a season of life where we will be flipped upside down. But the question is, which way are we going to land? And there's a bonus sub point here within the fruit section (laughs) that also satisfyingly begins with F. The fruit of friendship with Jesus brought Zacchaeus into the family. Verse 9, this man too is a son of Abraham. Zacchaeus is reinstated here into God's family through repentance. Basically, your life is bigger than you. (laughs) For us, God's family is the church. And very practically, the way to get hold of that at HDBB is simply by joining a connect group. The um, situation over the last year has meant that HDBB connect groups have doubled in number because so many of you are choosing to get connected in the family. And honestly, that's where the real fruit is. Because in the family of God, much more happens than when we're just trying to survive by ourselves on our own. To finish, there's a person whose life has illustrated all of this. His name is Scott Harrison. He's from New York and who he was, by his own admission, a kind of self-centered, self-focused kind of guy. He was, really, he was really successful, a successful nightclub promoter in New York. And he was living the dream, you know, Rolex watch, model girlfriend on his arm, penthouse apartment. But the more he partied, he said, the emptier he felt. And there was this moment where he describes feeling lost. And he chose to rediscover this friendship that he had once had with Jesus as a child. And like Zacchaeus, he threw himself into it. He sold all his stuff, quit his job and said, God, I'm going to give you one year, one year where I choose to focus on serving others rather than myself. And he managed to get a volunteer, like volunteer position on a medical ship, providing surgery. He wasn't providing surgery, but they were providing surgery in some of the poorest parts of the world. And during that time, of being with these people, serving the poor, he started to see the root causes of a lot of their illnesses was unclean water that they were drinking. And God gave him a passion to see everyone in the world get access to clean drinking water in his lifetime. 
And when he returned to New York, he discovered that all of those skills that he had in organizing parties actually made him a very effective fundraiser. And he founded the charity Charity Water, which over the last uh, 14 years has provided clean water to 11 million people who had no access to it before. Scott thought, I'll give one year of my life to serve a few other people. And God has taken him on this journey, this incredible journey. And not only him, but through his work, millions of people have been enabled to give of their wealth so people can have access to clean water, which we take for granted. Or we can until we have a water disruption. But mostly we take for granted. One action of repentance, a life flipped upside down, leading to fruit upon fruit upon fruit as Jesus draws us into his family. Zacchaeus had to climb a tree to get to Jesus. We don't even have to climb a tree. Jesus climbed the tree to get to us. Jesus went to the cross, hung on the tree to free us from our sin, taking the punishment that we deserved upon himself so we can be forgiven and have friendship with him. In this endless season of MCO, God will flip your failures into fruit that just keeps on multiplying as we choose to repent and invest in our friendship with him. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you that the best time to repent is today. And we just get to go for it in joyful abandon. Let's just search our hearts now. Jesus, would you pinpoint anything in us that is broken, that we need to bring to you to change? We say sorry. And we ask that you would flip this thing in me around and bring your fruit. Come, Holy Spirit. We wait for you.